and guess what? I came along as well. So that was my journey, my start, my journey at Delancey. And, and then I got saved. And when I got saved, I was so on fire. I was absolutely bursting. Everybody got the gospel. I, in fact, I really should have just gone around going bonk, bonk, bonk with my Bible on the head. It caused a few upsets in the family. Um, they didn't like it. They didn't like to be... It was the, um, you know, hellfire and brimstone version they got from me. Because I was so keen. I thought, I can't let them all, you know, I've got to tell them. Anyway, that was fine. My husband didn't like it at all. So we agreed that, you know, that was fine. I would keep bits to myself. And he w- wouldn't come to church or anything like that. So that was fine. Um, it wasn't really, but, you know, you have to learn to live with it. And so then my little journey at Delancey began, and it's been an absolutely fantastic journey. It really has. God has been so good the whole way through. And there was a stage where I couldn't come to church for whatever reason, um, personal home reasons. I couldn't come. But, you know, the people here sustained me in prayer. When I did come back, Andy Bishard said to me, we never, ever gave up praying for you. We prayed for you the whole time you were away. And it was about six years before I came back. And he'd pr- they prayed for me the whole time. And Rosie always prayed for me. And God gave me Rosie because she sustained me during this time. And it was just amazing. God also gave me a house group um, that met, a Thursday morning coffee group that met at the um, Vale Methodist Church. And Valerie still goes to that one, don't you? Oh, you don't? Oh. But we were all part of this lovely group, and it was called Coffee Break. And when I had the children smaller, we could take the children. It was for mums. It wasn't. There was older ladies. There was younger ladies. And God sustained me through that. So I could have fellowship in the week. I couldn't always come on a Sunday but I could have fellowship in the week. So God was amazing. And then he gave me a job at Butterflies Play School. They needed someone. I needed a job. Christian ladies running the the play school. I got fellowship from them during the week. It was just, when you see God's hand on you through your life, it's just amazing what he's done. And then when the time came for me to move away from the play school and go back to work more, more hours, he, he provided that as well. So he's been there throughout. And then, um, well, most of you know, my marriage broke up nine years ago, nearly nine years ago. And he sustained me through that. And that was just unbelievable. I just knew God was with me every step of the way there. He gave me instruction on how to deal with everything. He gave me the words to say. Um, at the time when it all kicked off he just provided everything he supported me through the whole lot and he's still supporting me in everything I do there's been times at work when um, my job has been on the line and I found things out and you know there was a little note saying you know she needs to we need to you know she needs to go but I'm still there because God told me years ago that there was somebody in the practice that he wanted me to bring to him. 
I can't think who it is because I think all the ones that were working with me have left. I'm the only one left. So we'll wait and see who that is. But anyway, that's another story to come. But God is absolutely amazing. He has supported me. He's strengthened me. He's uplifted me. Um, and it's a, I didn't have one of those road to Damascus experiences. It's been a gradual, all through my life, getting to know God more and more. And I've still got so much more on my journey yet to do. And I've still got lots of things. And, and I've actually heard his voice. Because when Bob was here, Bob Miles, he was taking a lot of teams down to the Philippines. And he used to say, come on, Marilyn, you know, when are you going to go? And I said, look, I can't go. It's really difficult, home, you know, home-wise. Um, with two children and, you know, a husband that doesn't believe, it's really difficult. And I said to him, when God asked me to go... I'll go, but not before I'm not making my decision. You know, I can't do it. God's got to ask me to go. And one Sunday, I think I was sat where about, where about Pam was is sitting now, and I heard this voice say, would you go to the Philippines for me? And it was a man's voice, and it was deep. And I looked around, and there were the ladies of the church sitting behind me. And in front were also the ladies of the church. And I'm thinking, there was no men in sight, not a man near me. And I'm thinking, oh. And I said, no, I can't, can't do it. But by the time I left the service, I knew I had to go. And so I went in fear and trepidation. And it was amazing. God gave me a new language when I was out there. Um, we were praying for people. We had a massive service at the Happy Church. We were praying for people, and I'd never used this language before. And I was praying for these people, and they understood it. I was praying in their language, and I didn't know what I was, which language it was. It was amazing. I've heard God's voice as well when I was in France on the boat. We used to go on, Gary had a boat, and he shared with his dad and his brother, and we were going up the rance one day, and it was early morning, and it was beautiful. It was flat calm. It was still. It was one of those gorgeous mornings. There's a hint of mist over the fields, sunny. And I heard this voice say, isn't this beautiful? And I went, oh, it's gorgeous, eh? <laughs> and Gary went, what did you say? And I said, well, didn't you just say it's gorgeous? <laughs> and he went, no, I'm not talking to you. And the children were asleep. So that I heard God's voice there as well. And coming, it was so beautiful. But coming back, it was rough, really rough. We've had a lot of wind. And the southwesterlies always produce, Gareth will know this, a massive swell. You get these massive swells from the southwest. We were coming back from Pampole in Brittany. And I'm not a good sailor. I have to take a tablet I also have had my C-bands on, and I pray a lot. So I was sat on the engine box, and we were in these swells, and when the boat was at the bottom, there was green water on either side, way up, and I was panicking. And I, then I thought, I'll pray. So I'm praying, sat there with my bucket, because I was feeling really sick, and I felt the Lord put his arms around me, and I felt so safe, and he said, I will never leave you. And again, I'd heard his voice and I felt his arms and I was fine. I still 
didn't feel 100%, but I was fine because he was there with me. And through all these different things, he's been there. His arms are strong. And Rose, what Rose said this morning about, you know, he's there, he's waiting, his arms are there waiting to hold you. It's, it's so true. His arms will hold you through anything because he's held me up so far. And I'm sure he's going to hold me up some more on the rest of my journey. come too close to you because we'll, we'll get feedback. <laughs> okay, um, I'm glad to hear you didn't become a nun because that's habit yeah. forming. Oh. Well, I've got to do a joke of her standard, you see. Okay, um, I want to say to you straight away before I even ask you some questions, what a blessing you are to the people of this church. Don't make me cry. Because... I know how many times has Marilyn sent one of you a little verse or a little something just at the right moment. So it seems to me that God not only speaks to you, but he speaks to people through you. And I think that's a lovely thing. Yeah, he did actually did give me a little ministry. And it's called Home on the Range Ministries. And this is where I send out things. And it goes with that song, Home, Home. I'm not going to sing it. Home, Home on the Range where the deer and the antelope play, where never is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are near cloudy or grey. So there we are, no there discouraging words. Indeed, indeed. Um, I know you and Rose have been very good friends, and we know how deep that friendship mm. goes. Um, just, I don't know really how to ask you, what question to ask you <laughs> about your friendship with Rose, but how do you think God's really pulled you together as friends? We're an unlikely friendship, really, because there's 18 years difference between us in age. Um, we don't do the same. We didn't do the same sort of work, but there was something. We clicked straight away. Eh? We clicked straight away, and we've got we've got a good sense of humour together. We talk about anything and everything. She knows me inside out. She knows when when I've eaten cake when I shouldn't have. <laughs> I've got to tell you this, this is a little story. Rose was coming around for a cup of tea one morning and, and I'd been out to the shops and I'd seen some cream slices. Not fresh cream because Rose doesn't like those. She likes the, what we call plastic cream. So she was coming at about 10 so I got the cakes and I got the tea and everything and she didn't turn up. So by half past ten, I'm thinking, oh, she's not coming, so I'll have my cup of tea and have a cake. And then I was in a bit of a bad sort of doubt. I was on a little bit of a downer, so I ate another cake. And then I was halfway through the third one. This is bad. But I was halfway through the third one with the white icing stuck to the roof of my mouth, going like this, and I saw Rose's car arrive. <laughs> and I shot down into my kitchen and the house where I used to live had dining room, lounge and you went down the hallway, down some stairs into the kitchen, downstairs into the garden, shut out the back door, threw the rest of the cake on the roof for the seagulls, went back inside, made a cup of tea, put the kettle on, out the front door and um, I'd wipe my, my face with a, with a dishcloth and everything like this and Rosie came in and we had a cup of tea. And she said, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. And then a few weeks later, we were talking. And she said, 
were, you were a bit funny the other week. So I confessed. And she said, oh, thank goodness it was only a cake. I thought you had a man in there. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows me really well. She knows when I've done something I shouldn't have done because it's written all over my face. <laughs> Along with sure. the icing and the cream. <laughs> I'm not sure I've worked out which one to you, of you is the Vicar of Dibbling, which one's Alice, but anyway. <laughs> I think I'm probably mate. the Alice. <laughs> okay. Um, I can understand your, your comments about the boat situation. <laughs> that can be uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about God speaking to you about the Philippines. Uh, why do you think he wanted to send you there? Um, I think he wanted to stretch me a bit. Um, and to perhaps get me out of out of my comfort zone. And it's easy, you know. It's easy for me. It was easy for me to say, oh, "Look, I can't go because Gary's not a Christian. I've got children." Da, 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 da. But and I always wanted to go, but I wasn't going to go unless he asked me to go. And I think. He, the time was right for me to go because it really did give me a massive um, it just gave me such an insight into how he worked in other people's lives and you know the team was going out and you think you're going out to bless people but you don't you get more of a blessing Nicole will know when going to Cambodia and, and other places you, you get more of a blessing from them than you get, but it does teach you an awful lot about yourself, and it certainly did on the way back. So I wasn't very well. I got an infection mm. and ended up in hospital for nearly a month. <laughs> so that was that was different. But yeah, so yeah, the Philippines. I loved the Philippines. I loved my time out there. I could. I felt I could be me, and God just did amazing things. Just amazing things. It was wonderful. Wonderful. Good. Thank you, Marilyn. Stay there. We're going to just pray for you. John, would you like to come up and just pray for Marilyn? Dear Father, we just want to thank you for Marilyn. And we see over, Lord, that this, this, Barnabas, this Barnabas spirit, Lord, the son of encouragement, we thank you, Lord, for the spirit of encouragement on Marilyn. Thank you for the way she encourages many of us, Lord. Thank you for that encouragement that continue rises from her, Lord. We thank you for, for the lovely spirit and the sweet spirit that she has. And Lord, we, we thank you for the journey. Thank you for every step of the way that you've led her. We thank you, Lord, for even through the difficult, hard times of God that you've strengthened her, that, Lord, that you've encouraged her, Lord. You've, you've been all that she's needed in those situations. And we just want to, Lord, pray a blessing over Marilyn. We pray that you put favour upon her, Lord. We pray, that, Lord, for every promise, every dream that you've placed in the heart, God, we pray continually to remind and stir those things up within the Lord. Lord, continually, Lord, just work and move in our life. And we thank you, Lord, for, for the way you've used her. And we pray in the future, Father, that the journey, Lord, the best is yet to come over her life right now, Lord. Lord, that what she has now, Lord, would just be, be the beginning of, of even greater things that you're going to do in her life. And, Lord, we speak a blessing. We, we pray your favour. We pray your strength and your ability over her life. In Jesus' mighty name. Okay, just give her a round of applause. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. That was fantastic. Really lovely story. Thank you for listening to this free download from the Lancet Eden Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at thelancetelen.co.uk.